drums, please. Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. The podcast that offers an unfiltered take on corporate culture with members of the Paychex family. I'm Kevin Aubrey. And I'm Deborah Luna. From the quest for innovation to the importance of being responsible, we've got culture covered. So sit back, stay curious, and be here now. You ready, Deborah? Let's go. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. I am Deborah Luna here. As always, with Kevin my, Aubrey, my, ho- my co-host Kevin Aubrey. Uh, I'll just say real quick, culture unfiltered. Culture unfiltered. So, Kevin, I'm I'm excited about the conversation today. We have Alicia Yokubaitis joining us. Uh, we'll introduce her in just a moment. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking about uh, the, a continuation of our dialogue about the value of respect and being considerate, and the Absolutely. role that that plays in the teams within the organization. Um, and I'm excited to kind of hear how Alicia has taken respect to sort of a different level with the the trust and, and um, the accountability that she builds on her team. So Alicia, welcome to the virtual studio. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you, Deborah and Kevin, for having me. I'm super excited. Yes. We are excited as well. So for our listening audience, why don't you just take a quick moment, give everyone a quick introduction of, of who you are, your role with the organization, and maybe um, a little bit about your career progression here at Paychex. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So um, in a few weeks, I will have been with Paychex for 15 years. Wow. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It's hard to believe that when I started with Paychex, you know, I was not married. I didn't have any kids. And then here we are 15 years later in a great position with Paychex and with a family of my own. So I started um, I started with Paychex as an HR consultant. So my background was HR. I was extremely passionate about that. And then I did that for nine years and eventually crossed the road of, you know, not feeling challenged and ready for something different. And I took a leap of faith into sales that I would have never, ever guessed that that's what I would end up at. Yes, a big, that is a big leap it of faith big, to be sure. <laughs> It is. It is. It was very scary. But can I just tell you that I have yet to look back. So I decided to to step into 401k retirement, which I have now found that is my new passion. So when people say HR, I'm like, what? HR? It's 401k. So (laughs) I'm extremely, extremely happy to be in the division with the leaders that I have in place. And then and so I progressed from a, a rep, a sales rep, Two, two and a half years after that to a DSM and then just most recently into director in the position of the Midwest. So extremely happy with the career growth that Paychex has provided to me. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you lead a team of leaders. You know, Kevin and I were sort of joking before we started recording today. We had a quick introduction call with you about a week ago just to kind of talk about what, you know, what we were going to discuss and and sort of the topics and, and things like that. And the conversation was really phenomenal. We were like, we should have just recorded that. Um, but <laughs> Peeling, I, pulling the curtain yeah, back just a, a little bit. A little of what happens behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. at Paychex. Yes, not, Paychex all, not, all of, not all of the magic is just live on the <laughs> Yeah, so we, we have do, to do a little do a bit little of prep, a little bit of prep. We're professionals, Kevin. We are professionals. We, we are. We are. Very important um, to point that out. But Alicia, one of the things you mentioned, and I'm, I'm hoping you can kind of tell us sort of the same story. You, We talked about your team and the, the growth that you see on your team and sort of how you instill this this trust and this level of respect amongst your team to, to be the best that they can be, to level themselves up, while also being 
you know, supportive of them through that growth. And, and I think that's really sort of a cornerstone of, of being respectful and being considerate, uh, and, and sort of taking that be here now approach of like, let me see who you are in this moment, be here with you in this moment and, and take you to the next level. So talk a little bit about the culture on your team specifically, um, and how, our values and maybe specifically respect plays uh, such an important part there. No, absolutely. So I think it goes back from even my experience prior to Paychex, but when I was an HR consultant, I think everybody wants to consider themselves that they're respectful with their peers and one another. And so in the HR world, I feel like it's kind of a given. It comes very natural. You know, a lot of what we do is black and white. And so there's, you know, not a lot of room for, you know, for either disagreements or what have you. So to me, that was kind of just a very easy that it was a given that respect was just um, immediately given to the other person and not necessarily earned. Um, But then you switch over to sales and that kind of becomes a, a different world right? Because you've got sales involved. You've got a lot of uh, more emotion involved because there's revenue at stake and people have Mm -hmm. a lot of goals and a lot of stress. And so therefore that respect value really comes into play from day one. And so when I joined the team and as cliche as it is, but when I joined the sales team and they teach us, you know, start from a place of curious, literally that's the position that you have to put yourself in. So I am, I'm guilty that in, you know, in previous years, um, you, you kind of have a knee jerk reaction to a situation. And then we've all had those moments where you kind of wish, and you're like, I really wish I could take that back because you know, <laughs> yes, yes, after exploring the scenario or the situation, you're like, okay, so it's not what I thought. It was all in my head and I told myself a story. And so I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned is to A, not make a decision, you know, in the moment while you're emotional. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that I was taught very early on is to sleep on it. Make that decision the next day. If you still feel the same way, then you can, you know, make a decision based on removing the emotion out of it. Um, And then most of the time, to be quite honest with you, if you practice that, the next day you feel very different. You're like, oh, it's not as big a deal as I thought. And so Mm -hmm. I really made sure that I instill that same message within my DSM team. And so because I feel like even in May, there was, you know, it was a, a lot of stress. We had a lot of reps and DSMs that had huge goals in front of them. And so sometimes the respect kind of gets, you know, put on the side and you want it to jump to conclusions. And so what I've always made sure that how I lead and how I manage, whether you're a DSM, whether you're my FSS or you're a rep, is to make sure that I have had a conversation with you to get your commitment that, you know, we both agree to what your goal is. To me, that means that, I've, I've earned your respect because we have very clear communication. I'm aware of what your goals are, whether those are business goals, professional goals, or even a personal goal. You know, I shared with y'all last time, like the joy that I had with the rep who she shared her vision with me of buying, buying her first home. And then she did. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and, but I had that conversation with her. I didn't just overnight get to find out what her vision was. It was it was getting commitment, building a relationship with her. And now that we both knew what that goal was, which by the way, buying a house is kind of, you know, that's that's a big milestone in your life. Sure. Yeah. It was not going to be easy. So I had to get her commitment and say, you know, based on the goals that you've shared with me, I think we both agree that it's going to require a lot of hard work. And it, and if this was easy, then everybody would be doing it. So we've got a tough road ahead of us. And in order to get there, 
I have to make sure that I elevate you to what I know what your fullest potential is. And so mm -hmm. I tell yeah. them that as a leader, part of what I do is identify and I say, Deborah, I know you can do more and I'm going to raise the bar because I know that it's, it's possible just based on what I've seen. And so by doing that and being very transparent, communicating the goals and earning that commitment from the rep, allows me to instill that respect between us, even when there's a disagreement or even when the rep falls, you know, has a bad month, you know, I've earned that respect sure. to hold her accountable to get back on track for the next month. Sure. sure. And I think you, you touched on something there that I feel is, is one of the more interesting aspects of our, of our roles and our, in our culture. So you, you talked about essentially making sure to have some perspective, right? So not only reacting in the moment, but as, as we know, like the, the flip side of that is also a very important aspect of, of our culture and our daily lives. And that is kind of that idea of being here now, right? So, you know, this is, this is one of my favorite aspects of, of our, our culture platform. And I love, I love to ask that. So especially, you know, in, in your role in sales and HR, um, being present in the moment is, is something important. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how, you know, how you see that play out and how you, how you kind of manage both aspects of that perspective to say, Hey, I need to be here in the moment, but I don't always necessarily need to react right now in the moment. Absolutely. That's actually a really good point, Kevin, because I think that's something that we could, we all struggle with and that we could improve upon sure. is just listening. I definitely, I, I, yeah, yeah. Hand up. Guilty, hand raise. guilty, guilty, guilty right now. Absolutely. This is like more like a therapy session. I'm yeah. feeling very, yeah. very, uh, yeah. I know, I, can, can I just lie down? I'm just going to lie down real quick on the couch over here. My hourly rate is counted to paychecks employees. And so we have a very good benefits package. So I'm sure it's covered. We can work yes. something out. I work with EA very closely so this is gonna this is gonna go well um no kevin you bring up a very good point because i know that y'all probably have come across the saying where you know how how well of a listener really are you because a lot of the times we're listening but we're already anticipating our response and so yeah. right and so you listen to the first part of it but you didn't listen to the full statement of that person or the story and i think it's very important especially in the role of a leader to make sure that even though we've got a hundred other things going on, that we really do pause and remove everything else that we're currently doing, whether that's Outlook, whether that's silencing a phone, which I just did before this podcast, by the way, so that <laughs> I can be here now in the moment and just making sure we remove those distractions because when they know that we're listening, they know that we care guys. And so when they know that we care, Kevin, then they're going to want to work their best and they're not going to want to let us down. Right. Yeah, so they absolutely. would rather have a manager that's going to hold them accountable. But at the end of the day, she cares. And I tell this to my people all the time, <clears throat> when I stop caring and I stop asking about your projections and your pipeline, that's when you should be worried. So right now yeah. I'm holding yeah. you accountable because I still believe in you, right? And so, but listening is part of that progression to get there of earning that respect. And it's just important that sometimes guys, we don't need to say anything back other than let's work together. Let's set up another call Thursday for 30 mm -hmm. minutes. I'm very glad you felt comfortable sharing this with me and being transparent. And I'm confident that, you know, between now and Thursday, we're gonna come, you know, to a resolution or to a goal to make sure that we move forward. Sometimes that's all it takes. You, they don't need a, an answer right away. They just need to know that you listened. Yep. Hold Absolutely. On. Yes. Uh, can we just, is anybody else hearing that blooping? Like, yeah. Like, it's like a vloop. 
Blue. Blue. No. It's all, it I almost it sounds too. like a video game or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no way my dog snoring is coming through. She's right. That next might to be me. it, actually. That might be it. You're kidding. I just heard it. I just I, heard it it might it again be actually when... be it. Hold on. Because it does. It sounds like. Okay, that's her snoring. This is hilarious. <laughs> we should definitely keep this in the podcast. <laughs> that is a first. <laughs> first of all, I need to see your dog, and I need to be his or her oh best friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's a uh, boss interior. So. Well, of course, that's what we hear then. Yes, that yep. is 100% what it is. So what's yep. funny is they're like, Alicia, do you hear it? And I'm like, nope, I'm good to go. It is, <laughs> I'm so used to that noise. And oh it's so gosh. funny because when I talk to, to certain people, they're like, is Lucy right next to you? I'm like, yep, she's right next Lucy. to me. So, uh, Lucille. Lucy. We had a little uh, bit of audio background noise and we're figuring out what it was. It was Miss Lucy. Lucy. Come on, look at her face. Uh, she's like, what's going oh, on, guys? Oh, Lucy, I'm sorry to wake you up. What's, oh, what's hello, Snortle face. I was having a nice nap. <laughs> not, she was. Not she, she's 13 years old and since COVID, she does not leave my side. Uh, like. So let me let me slide her out. She's on her bed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to, uh, she is a Boston, so I'm sorry to upset her 40th nap of the day. Sorry to, to derail us. But no, that's I fine. Like, I, I did have another question. I just want to remember where we left off. Okay, yeah. so so Alicia, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, specific to, you know, you touched on helping your team meet their goals and helping them, you know, pushing them a little bit further and, and, you know, being, being in the moment with them when they're maybe experiencing some challenges, this has been an unprecedented year. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if you can give an example of a time when maybe a sales rep didn't see that potential or they felt like there's zero chance that I'm going to get where I need to be. Um, or maybe a leader, right. Was saying, I don't know how to lead my team through this. I'm struggling here or I'm not seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and how the respect and, and the presence that you've built and fostered on your team made the difference in getting them, whether or not they hit the, the, the black and white goal, mm -hmm. got them past that challenging, that, that challenging mindset. My gosh, absolutely. I think that's kind of the million dollar question that as leaders we all faced in the last 16 months. So I know that my zone doesn't stand alone in saying that, you know, we came across uh, representatives, maybe some leaders where when we were hit with COVID, people didn't know how to react, right? Mm -hmm. And so as leaders, and I think it, it stems from even the how you how you branded yourself even previous to COVID. You, that trust had to be there because if you were starting yeah. from when COVID started, then that you were battling two things, right? They they had sure. the fear of not knowing what was upcoming, and then they had the fear of you know, am I going to keep my job? How am I going to make any sales? And then on top of mm -hmm. it is, do I have a new leader and do I trust her? And so with me, I think that was that played a, a key role because as a leader, we had to quickly pivot even though we didn't know what the outcome was going to be from a business standpoint, we had to make sure that we were listening to our reps. We had to proactively reach out. Um, one rep in, in specific started two months before COVID hit. Wow. And so oh, initially um, she was excellent at telemarketing. The confidence was there. We were seeing clients on site. And so a lot of reps, you know, very similar situation to hers, all of a sudden we went virtual and we were like, we don't know how to sell virtual. And they had it made up in their mind that they could <laughs> only sell if they were in person. And in right. all fairness, yep. 
some of us have amazing personalities and that's part of what makes us very successful reps, right? So people buy from people they like. And if, if you're really good in person and building that rapport, then that obviously helps you with the sale. So now we have to pivot to how can I sell over the phone? And especially if the client's not going to get on WebEx to see me, they're just listening to my voice. And so mm -hmm. as, as a district, because when COVID hit, I was still a district manager. I had to make sure that I set up like immediately more calls, more huddles than previously it used to be once a week. So now we had them three times a week. So then we pivoted to instead of having telemarketing sessions. You know, we changed the days, but we switched to a training session on Wednesday that was going to be, you know, virtually that was going to teach them how to run your day because we're no longer behind the car. And so people weren't used to holding themselves accountable and to having a work structure of just sitting at their desk. So, guys, it was extremely challenging, I would say, from all aspects, because we had to say, hey, you're no longer spending one hour drive each way. So we had to raise the bar and say, now that we have more time on our hands, business mm -hmm. needs to be as usual, right? Because we're still, we're here to make money and we're in sales. And so how can we incorporate and make more dials to make sure that we're going to still like hit our numbers? And maybe it's not going to be a hundred percent, but it's still showing progress. And that was kind right. of my rule across the board to the reps, because we, I, I mean, I don't know if this is going to get edited or not, but I had a lot of crying <laughs> sessions. That sure. It was a lot of. And that was just with you and me. I mean, <laughs> no, forget no. about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I appreciate that. It wasn't, it was, it was <laughs> spread <laughs> out. I didn't have to deal with all yes. of them. Let yeah, it be clear. You. It was Deborah. No, it was a lot of crying <laughs> sessions. Um, and it was either for personal reasons or them not feeling confident in selling. And so by the end of the day, I was emotionally exhausted because sure, sometimes yeah. I felt that that's what I was doing. But at the end yeah. of the day, this is, I would do small goals. I would say that let's not look at the bigger picture. We don't know what next month holds. We know what we can control and that's going to be activity. So we're going to focus on what can we do today to move the yeah. needle. And so I would lower those, those goals into bite-sized chunks. I would check on them. And then also I would say, Hey, maybe a hundred percent, you know, is, is too much for you. What about if we get two deals in? And so instead of looking at it from a whole perspective and, you know, a picture that seems intimidating of how am I going to get to $20,000? I was like, let's just get two deals. And then mm -hmm. it made them get as like, just, they were just relieved to hear that there was a, D, a sure. manager that was willing to learn the standards just so that they weren't getting prep, feeling stressed and adding that pressure of already them having to adjust to working from home. Yeah. So, yeah. And to me, that's, that's the, that's the perfect example of, being considerate, 100%. right? So that is that is our our guiding value mm -hmm. for respect, right? So to me, you know that, that especially in in sales, where uh, Alicia, you know, I'm I'm sure you know, not always viewed as the most considerate group of of folks. So I think that um, it, it's it's an, a fantastic example of how that can play out. You know, even the smallest steps can be made and can really drive more and more results and, and kind of more respect. Yeah, yeah, and and being appreciative of, of what people are going through in the moment. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, from my perspective, if I was in a position where I had monthly metrics, you know, like a sales rep might or a service rep might, knowing that my leader, because I mean, you were going through the the same thing. You're yeah. going through the pandemic as well. You're you have just as much uncertainty as everyone else, and the responsibility of the people under you, and and making sure that they're staying motivated and staying focused, and um and all of that. So I think knowing that there are leaders within the organization that 
understand that and appreciate that and also are empowered to act on that understanding and not just, yeah, I understand that this is a really tough time, but yeah. you got to hit your numbers regardless, right? That that's not the vibe. It's, it's no, we're going to take this one day at a time. And if one day is too long, we're going to take it an hour at a time. And if that's too long, <laughs> we'll take it five minutes at a time and we'll, we'll go from there and we'll yeah. build back up. And, and now things are starting to, you know, we're all starting to sort of collectively, uh, you know, exhale and, 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 you know, move things forward. So I think knowing that, you know, that that's the, the expectation and the, you know, what you're establishing on your team as the, you know, this is who we are for each other. Um, I can only imagine is, you know, a huge reason why the team is successful and is engaged and, um, and is growing. Right. So folks are, if there's anyone who's listening, that's looking for opportunities, yeah, it's grow. you know, retirement services, and the 401k team is growing nationwide. Um, so shameless plug for our careers, uh, <laughs> opportunities there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think that there's no better way to sort of encapsulate being yeah. considerate than, mm -hmm. uh, than absolutely. That, so. Yeah. And I think if, if you feel that you don't have that culture or that respect that I've just, you know, talked about, it's never too late to, to start now. It, mm -hmm. I will say this, it's not something that you can do overnight or change overnight. You know, it takes time, but it's so well worth it because there's nothing better than you having people that look up to you. Um, and that reach out to you and they feel comfortable that they have somebody that they can trust because they're also putting on a lot of hard work, you know? And, um, so it's, like I said, it's a good feeling to finally see the people that struggled reach their goals. Um, mm -hmm. and that's why really why we're in leadership. So, yeah. And I mean, leadership is all about leading, right. And, and guiding people through, it's not just about, you know, going through a, a punch list of, well, what, what's the numbers, what's the metrics, what's the, you know, the goals mm -hmm. that's an administrative task of leadership, but it's, how do you get the people, how do you, how do you walk them through that? Right. That, and it's, that trail. Right. That right. You just said it is leading and listening is the, is, you know, it sounds easy, but it's not like we just discussed earlier. Yeah. Sometimes we want to just get the, get them to get the job done make those dials. And sometimes we just think that we have to listen to what the problem is before we can offer them a solution. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, that. so I think that that may do it for this episode of leading and listening, um, <laughs> leading and listening, the sister brand to <laughs> filter and filter. Well, Alicia, I, uh, I'm so glad that we had a chance to sit down with you today. Um, I, I can see why, why your team loves working for you. Uh, and, and we appreciate you sharing your perspective with us today on being considerate and respect. So thank you so much for the time. No, thank, thank you. you for having me. It's extremely excited that I've got to participate in this. Well, Kevin, that was a lovely conversation with Alicia. I think uh, I think she really has an interesting perspective on respect and uh, and being considerate. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to sit down with her today. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know she's one of one of many of our great guests. But uh, Deborah, I do have to tell you, I, I do have some news. I had a feeling this was coming. So uh, this will unfortunately be my last episode yes. of Culture Unfiltered. I had which, heard the rumors. Yes, which uh, I am, I'm very sad to make this announcement, but I uh, did want to take a, a minute here. Uh, I do have a long list to thank. <laughs> like, so are you what are you reading off of? Please, I'm a little uh, concerned. Please don't, don't hit the, the music to play me <laughs> off, Maddie. But, um, you know, I just, I, I really did. I want to say that this has been one of the most profoundly rewarding experiences of my time. Uh, here at, at Bad Paychecks and Sure Payroll, so wanted to uh, to make sure that I reflected that. So mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, first of all, thank all of the listeners yes. out there for joining us and, and making and this a the thing. Others. 
Ira, <laughs> uh, you're out there. My mother, also a, an avid listener. So thank you to those folks. Yes. I uh, wanted to thank Tom Bachman, Portia James mm-hmm. for, for the opportunity, the the culture mavens here. Um, I, you know, it's too hard to thank every single guest of every single episode. But, um, you know, I really appreciated the fact that this podcast mm-hmm. offered me the opportunity to meet and talk to people yeah. that I never would have run into in any other uh, capacity here. So, mm. you know, in addition to all of those folks, you know, part of that list are these amazing list of executives yep. and leaders throughout our organization. You know, legends like Marty Musi, Tom yep. the Spark Hammond, who <laughs> still ha- he still has not fully adopted that nickname. Um, the immortal Ted Jordan, Tammy Duncan, who is babysitting our children right now. She is. She's yeah, doing we a wonderful shipped them job. out. Uh, you know, a long train ride, but they made it there. They're safely. doing well. The letters we were getting are really, really positive. But uh, yes, and you know, um, there there are a few more people to thank, and those are the people in this room. Um, you know, our producer Maddie, who is uh, not on mic, but was uh, as we've as we've discussed, kind of one of the driving forces for putting this together mm-hmm. for you know asking me to to be a part of it and yep. i'm eternally thankful for that matthew thank you so much and deborah we did not know each other we didn't before this podcast the first episode was our i think the day we met was like we met briefly before but really yeah. the first time we talked was that episode that, episode. that first episode with brian yeah so yeah. um you know I, I also eternally thankful to you as well it has been a true pleasure and i hope that we will continue uh being friends even though we're not sharing microphones anymore we will absolutely continue to be friends i can't let you leave without asking you and and let me well let me back up Uh-oh. let me first echo all of that uh you know this this podcast and it's not going away Culture Unfiltered will continue. Um, we have some plans in the works for some fun guest hosts while we uh, figure out who will be able to to fill Kevin's shoes. I agree with you. The The conversations that we've had, the folks that we've had a chance to sit down with, and the friendship that we've built is easily in my top five paychecks, memories, and and opportunities so, me too, me too. Uh, and experiences. So uh, I wish you all the best. Um, and, and thank you for being with me on this journey. It's been really, really awesome. Uh, so I have one last question for you. Oh boy. It's a big one. I think I maybe know what's coming. Okay. So your fingers are made of bacon (laughs) (laughs) and the bacon of your fingers is prepared in a way that is your ideal way, whether it's Mm -hmm. like super well done, a little chew to it, your ideal bacon. Mm -hmm. How long would it take you? Oh, one other note about your bacon hands. Yes. You can eat them. Yes. Before you eat them, though, they operate as regular they fingers. They work as fingers, yes. But then once you eat them, no longer <laughs> fingers. They don't grow back. Yes. And um, this is one of my uh, one of my favorite things is when uh, my own thought experiments yeah. <laughs> and questions get thrown back at me. So, so. Kevin, I go to you. <laughs> Tell us. How long would it take for you to eat your fingers? Or what would be the strategy? They would have been gone before you were even done asking the question. I just bit my hand it's in done. hope that yeah. it tasted it like bacon. Taste, it might taste like bacon. Um, all right. So can you can you take us out with a little uh, a little radio puker to sign us off? Uh, sure. Right. So yeah. 
I just got to say, everybody, as I'm signing off of my uh, final episode, you know, I do appreciate each and every one of you out there from uh, Jensen and Manning to the booth, all of our fantastic guests, you special listeners out there who made it so special for us as well and made this whole thing chug along like the Paychex locomotive that uh, we all knew it could be. So uh, with that, I will uh, bid you not goodbye, but I will say until we meet again. Kevin Omni, signing off. (laughs) Wonderful. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.